Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. Hello, Stuart. Today I have a I have an interesting one, I think, for us to talk about. Really? Uh, so y- Oh, really? <laughs> so uh, years we back, we talk about such boring uh, things most of the time. I we mean. <laughs> talk about boring topics. Welcome to the boring, boring <laughs> photography show. So uh, a couple, a bunch of years back, I went to Iceland, and there's the. Uh, I'm going to butcher this for anyone who actually can speak Icelandic, but uh, Kirkjafellfoss, which is this mountain slash waterfall, just kind of in the countryside, mm-hmm. and if you Google that. 11 out of 12 of the first photos on Google are literally identical, maybe different seasons, but otherwise the exact same photo, the exact same angle from the exact same spot. And then the other one is maybe like 10 or 15 feet over. (laughs) They are all nearly identical. So I have this giant print that I just call my Iceland print, but it is of Kirchhoffelfoss and it looks nothing like all of the photos on Google. Which kind of brings me to the question of when do you want something good and when do you want something different? Because the the quote-unquote best angle of that is the angle that everyone takes. Um, there's kind of this U-bend of a river where you line up the U-bend of the river with the waterfall and the mountain is actually really far away. So if you want the mountain in your frame, like this is the one angle that you can do to get all three of those elements in your photo. Mm-hmm. So that is the photo that literally everybody does. They take a wide angle photo from this angle. That's it. Um, there might be like some sheep or there might be, you know, heavy water or light water or spring or winter frost. Those are kind of the things that change photo to photo, but otherwise is the exact same photo every time. And so I went with something completely different. I did not include the mountain in the photo at all. I used a telephoto instead of a wide angle. I'm shooting directly into the um, waterfall as opposed to across it. And I wanted something different. And I was wondering, like, does that make my photo better or is my photo good half, you know, does it have to be good based on all of its own elements? Of course, that's a yes, it uh, does. <laughs> but but does yeah. but does it make it good or better because it's different than everything else? Or is it is it just not as good? And the reason why everyone does that is because that is objectively the best angle of that spot. And I don't know that mm-hmm. I just I, I've been thinking about that this week. Um, because I'm getting the new studio set up and I'm getting that Iceland print kind of put up on the wall. And I was thinking about when, when is something good and when is something, you know, just different, but good or not good. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does this make any sense? To me, to me, I think a good versus different is a question of, uh, the task at hand. And, um, in my, my experience, I've, I've shot quite a lot of like journalistic stuff. And to me, um, the if you're trying to portray something in particular like a space in particular in this case this particular mountainous waterfally area like you would probably shoot from that same point as everybody else because you're trying to show 
this in the classic way that people understand it. Um, but if you're trying to like shoot, if you're doing a travel show, type. yeah, like if you're trying to show this thing, like you want it to, you want it to show the thing as effectively to the general public as possible. But different, I feel like, and you want that to be well executed and all those fun things. But different to me is for yourself or for artistic reasons. Um, and like in your case, you you had this vision of something that involved this area, but. Um, but you wanted it executed in a different way. You wanted it, your own spin on it. And so to me, uh, good versus different is, I, I guess, kind of journalist versus artist, in my opinion. That's my initial take on it. <laughs> Maybe that's a wrong take. I completely agree. There is something to be said for artistic versus journalistic. Um, if I were trying to make a postcard type thing of like, this is the one best postcard type Mm -hmm. scenic view um but there is part of me of like if i can buy the postcard of it i don't want to shoot it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure of of like yes i can get a beautiful photo there but like everyone's already done it so how valuable is that photo no matter how beautiful it is if everyone's seen it Mm -hmm. thousands of times um There is also something to be said for what is the main subject? Because if I'm shooting a straight landscape photo, then maybe I do want to get the most, you know, overused, recognizable shot so people know and understand where that place is. Um, I, since I tend to shoot portraiture rather than landscapes, and the photo that I'm taking has a couple in it, which is actually me and my wife, um, I wanted to obscure the landscape a little bit, so more of the focus was on the two of us rather than where we happen to be standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so in that case, your your subject it very much isn't the landscape. The subject is your, in this case, yourself, <laughs> you and your wife, and then the landscape is just nice, uh, a nice set, <laughs> so to speak. Um, so yeah, I totally understand that. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, one, I would say, I don't judge people who take the classic photo of different locations too much because i understand the drive uh where like you want to be able to say i shot that too and um and maybe that's you know that that is a a nice thing to be able to say that you were at some cool place and you shot some particular photo um that being said uh i um i am a sucker for the alternative viewpoint um i really like to see especially places that i'm familiar with um which maybe because I'm familiar with them, I like to see photos where I'm like, wow, that's, that's that place. I've never seen it like that before. Um, so sometimes even if it is more of an, an environment or a landscape, um, it's really interesting and really rewarding to see it in a different way. Um, especially if you're the one producing that photo. So, yeah. Well, you should check out all my Yellowstone photos because all of them are objectively terrible and none of them look anything (laughs) like you will find on Google. But maybe they're good because they're different? Yeah. I don't know. That's that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of inherent uh, value or something that will boost it j- just because it's different? Mm-hmm. Of like, this on its own is a bad photo, but you tell me this is an alternate view of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And then people go, ooh, I've never seen it that way before. And it kind of notches up. Kind of like California wine versus like Cal- Colorado wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, actually, I actually would say um, I've been kind of involved in, in historical preservation recently-ish um and uh from a historian point of view the answer would definitely be yes like it it can be a bad photo but sometimes bad photos are the only view of something you have 
in the future. Like you'll catch something in the background or you'll catch, you'll catch something or some person and nobody will have focused on that before. And so even though it's a bad photo artistically, it's a very valuable photo. Like I think there's, there's a, a question of value there that is beyond art. Like is it, is it a good piece of art? Maybe not, but is it a valuable capture? Mm. Yeah. Like the value could be, um, could be uh, disconnected from, from artistic merit quite a bit in some aspects, I feel like. Well, I mean, I remember uh, Jay Maisel telling this story where um, he took a blurry photo of Marilyn Monroe for a magazine, and when he got back and found out the photo was blurry, he's like, oh, God, I'm going to get fired, aren't I? And now it's like one of the most famous photos of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the uh, our, our, our tastes and our... Um, our priorities shift over time. And so sometimes sometimes it, it'll change, right? Like something is throwaway at the moment, but later on becomes very valuable either from an artistic way or, or a historical way. Um, so yeah, I, I would not, um, you know, maybe your, your bad Yellowstone photos have more value than you think. <laughs> maybe just not artistic value, unfortunately. No art. Ooh, that cuts. No artistic value. Maybe not. Let's say maybe no artistic. Maybe not. (laughs) Unlikely. Yeah. So, so what, what times uh, do you think uh, doing something Mm -hmm. needs to be good Mm -hmm. like, even if it's the same thing versus what times do you think something needs to be different at all costs? Like Mm -hmm. what, what kind of scenarios do you imagine where you would absolutely prioritize or value one over the Mm -hmm. other? So we're going to get into some artistic gatekeeping here, it sounds like. <laughs> um, to me, if you're shooting the same thing as everybody else, um, it has to be good. Like, you can't... Um, if you're going to do that shot, that that Icelandic shot, um, it, has, it has to be executed well. Because so many other people have done it well. And if you do it... If you go there and set up and have the exact same view and you do it poorly... I feel like just because there's so many people who have done it well that you're... The bar is set higher. Yeah, the bar is set very high. So that's that's a risk you run um, shooting the same thing is yours has to measure up. Scott um, Kelby actually talks about that for uh, still life photos of just single flowers mm-hmm. of like whenever new photographers get a new camera and they get a new like telephoto lens or a macro lens or something for whatever reason, the first thing they start shooting is like flowers or their cat or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, look, if you're going to take a picture of a flower, it better be the best damn picture of a flower I've ever seen in my life. Otherwise it's no good. Just kind of across the board because so many people have done it and the bar has been raised so high, yep, yep. Uh, which is kind of that kind of that same thing. Um, versus if you do something different, I think there's more leeway for it to not be as good because there's some kind of uh, certain novelty yeah. to never having seen that before. So even if it's not objectively good, if you were to look at like color composition or editing, anything like that, mm-hmm. of it's interesting because it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Artists that push the limits of their field, often their first few attempts or, or you know, first maybe dozen or hundred attempts um, are not very good. And they, they, they feel their way into it and they get better and better over time. But but even those early examples, you can see um, you can see where they're going. You can see intentionality behind it. You can see what the, the, the boundaries that they're pushing. And so, yeah, I think you can get away with it a little bit, a little bit more. Um, 
like uh like you know like drone stuff I, I would say this is a classic example early on it was very hard to shoot anything really well um you know we didn't have all these gimbals we didn't have all this like remote viewing and all these fancy lenses and stuff that we can mm-hmm. do nowadays so getting a good shot was really difficult and o- often it was m- almost trial and error like you you were just like setting your camera on a time lapse and flying around and trying to get stuff but you weren't sure and some of those early photos are really are really cool um, and really interesting uh, from you know taking that time period into account. But today they're very pedestrian. Like it's it, like there's there's been so much. There's been such an expansion in that industry that the the bar is now raised very high. So in order to appreciate some of that earlier stuff, you have to you have to put yourself in that place. You have to, you have to, you know, think back, you know, a decade, almost a decade ago now and, and, and think like, yeah, this was nowadays, this isn't that good of a photo, but then this was like incredible because you couldn't really get this any other way. Um, so something to be said for that too, like just time period and even recent time periods with the pace of technology. No, absolutely. I was, uh, looking at, um, the behind the scenes for tenant, uh, mm-hmm. And Christopher Nolan was saying like one of his favorite shots and here's how we did it. And it was basically the gist of it was cameras are small now. So I could put my uh, big IMAX camera in a position where you didn't used to be able to put an IMAX camera. Mm-hmm. But it's so banal that like if you would have chosen to use a GoPro instead of an IMAX camera, people have been doing it the whole time. Mm-hmm. So no one noticed. So even yeah. though it's his personal favorite, yeah. we're all just kind of like, eh, we've seen it before. Well, and and you can fall down um... – like I'm sure the shot was well executed, but you you can also f- fall down. There are pitfalls with pushing the limits. Like a very classic one to me. Speaking of like GoPros, is um, in the Hobbit. Like there there was this big deal with oh, oh the they're river using chase? GoPros in the river chase, and like this yeah. is the first time they've ever been used in a major Hollywood production, and like it's so cool that we have these little cameras that we can attach in a situation. But it was like very jarring because it felt like a GoPro. Yeah, it was very jarring. It felt like a GoPro. The technology wasn't quite there yet. GoPros now like you know hugely outperform you can cut that in with other cameras and it looks quite good um but they really pushed the limits and they were doing something especially in that time technically very interesting and cool and different but the execution just because they were a little bit too early didn't really stand up to snuff (laughs) so (laughs) didn't work out i mean there were other problems with that movie too i'm not gonna say that was the only problem but i mean that's true but that (laughs) in terms of this discussion that's the one that (laughs) like i i was i was somebody who defended that quite a bit at that time and really still do to this day i would say that they were really trying something different there they were using a an upcoming new interesting piece of technology they were trying to do something cool with it yes the execution kind of suffered but i can't really blame them for trying like it was it was a good idea um it just wasn't quite there yet like (laughs) if you revisited that with you know many generations down the road gopros and linear modes and all sorts of fancy stuff you can do Mm -hmm. now um then you might be able to pull something a lot better out of it or even just the miniaturization of cameras in general you could probably mount a a really nice micro four thirds or like a one inch sensor on those and it would pull out something incredible but um yeah i can't really blame them for pushing the limits as cheap as it felt at the time (laughs) they tried (laughs) i respect so (laughs) yeah so thanks for kind of coming on this uh interesting little journey with me uh i know this is a short one but it was just it was just something that as i was uh, starting to hang up that iceland print that i was just i was thinking about 
So um, I am curious, for those of you listening at home, um, what do you think about good versus different? Is one inherently better or more valuable than the other? Um, or what do you strive to do? Do you do you strive to be the absolute best at that one viewpoint? Or do you look at a viewpoint and say, nah, I can buy a postcard and try something else? Uh, mm-hmm. Leave a comment on your favorite uh, podcast platform or on the YouTube channel. And uh, we are going to come back next week and we are going to talk about backdrops because the studio is clean and I'm finally doing some backdrop content. So (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Backdrops next week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, yeah, throw us a rating on your platform of choice. It really helps the show out. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative. As in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to Photo Op anywhere podcasts are sold. Or download it. Because it's free. I completely agree. Because <laughs> you mother... <laughs> he agrees too. <laughs> <laughs>